Hello, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Ravenloft, the demi-plane of dread. This is Season 3 of Tales from the Mists, a Dungeons & Dragons series full of love, inevitable betrayal, and gothic horror. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday at 6pm Pacific Time. Before we break your heart and dash all hopes, let's meet our unfortunate cast. It's me, T.K. Johnson, your dungeon master and favorite eldritch auntie. I write scary stories and I put them on the internet, and you can read them at my website, tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart-of-the-party Mercy Albrecht, storm sorceress and <sighs> heartbroken changeling. Follow me at Lisa Penrose on Twitter. I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley Ava Mordenheim. Artificer, wizard, alchemist, and abyssal tiefling. You can follow me on Twitter at K A Y N C L I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play the Weird Jackal Vistana Revolutionary Bard, Konstantina Avshalamov. Follow me on Twitter at Ashley and H Warren, or check out my website, scribemind.com. I'm Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, the drow who knows everybody's secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Mackenzie Diarmis as Sorrow and Kiana Shaw as Neferet Shy. I'm sure they don't have any secrets. Find them as at Mackenzie Lane D-A and at Kiana S on Twitter, respectively. Now, are you ready to return to the mists? <laughs> It doesn't matter. This is episode 31, Crossing the Line. Hello, good evening, Mistwalkers. Okay, uh, remember your joke, Hadil, because we're about to do um, them, them heckin' introductions. Welcome to Tales from the Mists. It's a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. With me tonight are six adventurers. I held up two fingers, but I assure you there are six of them. I just can't count. I'm from Kentucky. All right, uh, this is not a typical campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, um, Hadil, Lisa, Kayla, and Ashley. And then we have two rotating members. They come in every four episodes, so I have two episodes left. Who dies today? So the last time we all saw each other, we went for a stroll, had a picnic, uh, and had a sleepover at the Green Hand. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Close enough. Yeah? What a delight. I would like to start with everybody waking up the next day. Constantina, if you would like to end your werejackal form, please make a roll on your compulsion table. Okay. Okay, I got a three. (laughs) Yeah? Should I I share it? (laughs) What's a a number three, Constantina? A three means that I chase every small animal that I see. Excellent. (laughs) You must fulfill this compulsion <coughs> until midday before you can turn back. Okay. Where did everybody sleep last night? Are there beds and stuff here? Uh, there's more like, ha- it's a really ragtag sort of resistance base. So yes, but they're more like cots and folded sheets that if you put together sort of make a mattress. Oh, good. 
They are beds if you if you believe in yourself and believe it with your whole heart. Beds if you have confidence. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Mercy, after she is exhausted, casting spells during her watch out the window, will choose a cot, press a digitate it, and then fall asleep. Um, Vasily sleeps seated with her arms crossed next to the door. The grumpiest nap. Yeah. I like to think that uh, when Constantina sleeps, it's like how a doggy sleep when they think that they're like running in their dream. <laughs> and their, oh, <laughs> their little cute. legs are like moving. <laughs> and she's really making like weird snarl noises. Are you dreaming about chasing Probably. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's adorable. Nefret? Probably meditating in the stairway of that tower by the uh the arrow slit that we discovered was called a loophole and other things. Cause they they're the one who don't who doesn't need to sleep. Nor do yeah. they nor do they get affected by anything, so now you only need to meditate for about four hours, don't you? Correct. So you spend four hours meditating, but what do you do for the other four? Keeping watch. And uh, actually, sure, I'll spend an inspiration to activate my shadow. What does this look like for you? I think as as Neferet is uh, meditating, and they're they're coming out of that meditation, and still, well, Varga still hasn't shown up. And so as they just take in a deep breath, they exhale, and as they do, you watch as their shadow at their feet that's cast by the bit of light from that small slot in the in the turret uh, starts to bleed outwards and separate from their fingertips on the stone their legs and their feet until it drifts off by itself and slithers down this the stairway retracing steps back to the front door and starting to move out and about. We're going to get back to that in just a moment. What about Sorrow? Sorrow has the miraculous ability to sleep anywhere at any time, so she's probably curled up, like, in a window ledge. Like, she doesn't, she's, she's got, like, a pile of blankets that she was going to, like, make into a bed, but then ended up just falling asleep, like, curled around it, like, hugging it. Mm, like most teenagers. I this is this was me. I literally could sleep on my backpack when I was in high school cuz this is me as a 17-year-old senior with no sleep in my in the school courtyard on my backpack just there. It's amazing. I would not have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I am a neurotic child. I want to before we jump 8 hours into the future. I would like to move only 4. Vargas, the last time we saw you You were slipping into the crowd of the auditorium, of the arena, the court of blood, and accepting bets on behalf of your fellow gladiators. You made off with how much electrum? 75. You made off with 75 electrum. Now, Neferet at one point came to you and let you know that there was something on the horizon, something deadly and grotesque. There was an invasion on the way, and that they would meet you outside the arena. Argus? Did you leave the arena immediately? Did not. What did you do instead? 
Start checking. It just seems to maybe if people left their purses or something. You know, in the rush to leave. You know, sometimes if you stay out at, like, you know, a sports ball game, sometimes people leave things behind. You, know, you just want to make sure nobody else picks them up. So you're a good citizen. Um, so just, you know. Would you like to roll an investigation or a perception to see if you find anything? Let me see which one's better. Uh, are you? Maybe there's an investigation. Ooh. We'll do perception. You said perception? Yeah, you can roll perception. 19. Excellent. You do find something. You find a small, uh, kid leather woman's glove. Does it look really nice? It looks impeccable, Vargas. It's black and it's got these very, we'll call them iridescent purple gems stitched into it. And the more you look at it, the more you realize that it is a riding glove. Feels expensive. Would you like to keep it? Yes, I would. To keep it, just tuck that in my pocket. Um, can I do like a a look around real quickly just a a... yeah give me another perception 14 what are you looking for in particular i want to find the owner of this very specific ostentatious even glove well their stealth is not particularly good so you do see the back of a head with a long swinging white braid how far away are they how far away? Hmm. They're moving pretty fast, probably about 100 to 150 feet. I want to see if I can catch up. Give me athletics. Six. For some reason, they seem to be able to outpace you. You're not sure if it's their stride. <laughs> but you start to lose them in the crowd. I will let them be lost to the crowd. Okay. But as you lose them in the crowd, when you look around, you see that there's no Neferet, no Vosley, no Mercy, no Nicodemus. Shit. Um. You are in the eastern quarter, all alone, save for the hundreds of nobles around you. I'm like to see if there's anybody like who looks rich but stupid mm, rich but stupid yeah okay give me an investigation and how do you how do you classify rich but foolish let's go with that naive yeah definitely naive not stupid but naive um i want to find somebody who looks lost like a little lost like maybe um not entirely sure what to do next like maybe there's somebody that normally has like um like handler and entourage maybe they got separated from the crowd somebody who has hired help somebody who looks like they would have hired help okay but not currently with them yeah yeah roll with advantage you know what that looks like all right so you said investigation mm-hmm. okay so 16 16 with advantage. Okay. So you do see a woman with a with tousled black curly hair and what we will call all olive skin, a, a deep rich tan. And she has a three-stringed instrument 
strung on her back. And the way that she looks around, uh, you see her raise her hand for a, a pelican and they pass her by. She'll glance to the side and, and try to get the attention of someone else, but they don't seem to be acknowledging her. She is dressed in bright clothing and uh, her jewelry is loud enough that you can hear it across the crowd. If you had to guess, you would say Vistani. I will approach her uh, and make myself known without, like, touching her. I'll, like, give a sweeping bow, and I'll say, Madam, please allow me to assist you here, and I will take out the really fine glove that I just picked out, and I'll, like, wave it, like, out in the in the road in mm-hmm. like, to get the attention with the, the purple jewels facing out. You come up to her and you speak to her, and she gives a little start. But when she lays her eyes on your face, her face breaks out in a wide smile, and she says, Thank you so much. That is very gentlemanly of you. Of course, absolutely. Where are you going, my dear? Oh, we will get you there right away. Wait, I don't want you to be run down by this crowd. You know how they can get after one of these matches. Well, I... I really shouldn't say it... <laughs> Well, I I don't normally do the share rides with strangers. I I don't even know you. My mistake. I'm so sorry, my Uh, My name is Vargas Blackstone, and I will uh, reach out to take her hand. And she puts a very petite hand in yours, and she says, I'm Ursula. Ursula. Wonderful. Just charmed to meet you, and I will uh, kiss her hand and be like, I am your humble and obedient servant. Please allow me to escort you. I... Would hate to see you walking alone with, with among the rabble. That would be would just improper at worst, uh, or improper a, at best, unsafe at worst. A floating horseless carriage comes by. A small thing, so, s- sort of a sled type uh, vehicle, and it it stops where you are, and there is a a coin slot in the door. Um, will it take electrum? You know enough about the city now that you know everything here runs on Electrum or Soul Coins. Um, I'll take one of the... Uh, does it have like a price on it or something like that? Do you read Abyssal? Or Infernal? I do not. There are prices listed, but without speaking one of those languages, it'd be very difficult to guess. There's always the tried and true method of just putting coins in it until the door opens. I'll just do that. I'll just like put the Electrum in until it... One quarter at a time. It doesn't take long. Uh, about four electrum. Okay. And she begins to climb in the carriage for after hesitating for a moment. And uh, she extends her hand to you. Would you like to ride with me? Oh, that would... Uh, at the very least, I would like to be able to see you off to where you're going, knowing that you got there safely. And I will... Um, well, I would have helped her into the carriage to begin with. But I also like step in and close the door for I would I would dearly appreciate that. Now this is, as I said, a sled. It is open. There is a door that swings yeah. in and out, but it it's is a, open is on top. an open sleigh, okay. yes. <clears throat> and there are a few um perfumed flower vases and a couple of saucers of clear water, uh a couple little um small what are those, you know what I'm talking about? What are those little balls that are kind of like, they're kind of like 
uh, no-bake oatmeal cookie drops, but... Oh, like a truffle? Yeah. Or but like, like, like bonbon or something like that? No, but like a more... I don't want to just generalize and say more Middle Eastern, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, kind of like um, like a Turkish delight or something, like a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I will um, immediately like offer her like a, a drink and one of these treats. And she will politely accept it from you. Now you ride in this sled for about 30 minutes through these crowded streets about about then is when the screaming starts. Cool. Cool. I love it when there's screaming. Um, is it getting louder? Or is it going... Is it, or am I coming away from the screaming? It's hard to tell. It is definitely coming from multiple directions. The screaming is chaotic. It's feral. It's wild. It is the screaming of somebody who desperately wants to get away and knows that they will not it is the desperation of dying men cut off by the wet gurgle of what comes after we love a moist death rattle we love to see it um (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) i murdered a guest finally um as we're thank you it's all i ask (laughs) it's all we want um a murdered guest we love to see it as we're driving through, can I take a look to see if there are any secure but nice-looking buildings? Would you? Are you more interested in them being nice or more interested in them being secure? I will say secure, just because they're screaming. Well, you can roll me survival. As you as you do, Ursula is pulling a a saber out from behind her, and she lays it across her lap and leans over the side. I do not think we will be safe here. I do not either. I did roll a, an unnatural 20. Uh-huh. I will... I'm assuming I still have the gun. I you will do. pull it out. Why would you assume you didn't have the gun? No. Where would it have gone? <laughs> I'm not going to take the gun that we've worked so hard to get to you away. Kayla bust an ass to get this gun. You did shoot her. I did shoot her, so... Oopsie doodles. I will unholster. Um, because I always got that motherfucking thing on me. Um Rest in peace, Ursula. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I will pull it out and with a survival check, what do I see? Of twenty, just you know, remember it's of a twenty, yeah. What you see is that you are first of all nowhere near where you should be. After 30 minutes of, with a survival check of 20, after 30 minutes of riding in this sled, you have not left the East District. If you had to guess, like, the Court of Blood is only about two blocks away from where you are. For some reason, this sled has been going in circles. Gotta love Evan Sprawl. But do I see, like, a... You do see uh, multiple warehouses. Um, This is where a lot of, shall we call them essential workers, tend to house themselves. Um, All right. I will. How do I, how would I stop the sled? You could probably just tell it to stop. All right. I'll um, 
Um, Ursula gave it commands for an address, but other than that... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, um, like, hit it or something to get it to stop. Mm-hmm. And it, it, on your verbal command to stop, it does right. cease. I will fling the door open and jump out and then offer my hand to Ursula. Ursula takes your hand with a strong grip and jumps out of the sled. We love to see it. Um, and then I will guide her towards the nearest, like, warehouse or something. Mm-hmm. There is a warehouse um, within about 100 feet of you, no windows on the bottom level. Is there like a door or like a like a door or one of like the the only thing yeah. I can think of is like a garage door, but yeah. Uh yeah, there there are lifting grates to open and close because I can't think of the name for them, but whatever. Like a portcullis? Sure. Okay. But it is it has a lever and it is a, a lever system, so it does go up and down very slowly. I will tell you that already. Alright. Um well I will go ahead and go to the lever that I'm assuming is not up and push it up? Or is it, like, just uh, one lever? Just the one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like Skyrim. It's just the one. Because I don't understand how mechanics work for doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Ursula will hurriedly pat your shoulder and point down the street. And that is when you see this gaping beast, this large, monstrous, toad-like creature with many, many teeth. And when I say gargantuan, I mean that it could, if it's so desired, hold the whole of the warehouse inside of its stomach. Cool. Still going to go to the warehouse. Um, It opens its mouth and a stream of cackling fiends begin to pour out of its maw into the street. Dope. Um, If the, the gate has like raised up any at all? It has started to, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if, like, uh, I'm going to coax Ursula to, like, slide under it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a grate, right? Like, I would be able to fit my arm through it? Yes. Okay. So once she's able to slip under, I will do the same. And then I would like to reach through the bar and lower it again. Okay. When you do, when you reach through that bar and you hear that chain sort of shudder to a stop, you hear a groan from the gears and then it in the other direction. Now, this grate, this portcullis is not checkerboard. It is only vertical spikes. And it starts to come down, and that is when you see the first spray of blood and gore just cascade across the building. That is when you start to see these nobles that, perhaps not so easily bamboozled as Ursula, are torn to pieces, silk just shredded into nothingness. Their bodies reduced to so much meat and marrow. That is where a shadow finds you. Nefret. Yeah. Uh, the shadow slithers through cracks and underneath door frames and whatever, wherever else shadows can go. Um, yeah, looking for Vargas. 
the shadow sees Vargas pull this lever and these spikes come to come back down again from across the way. But it also sees these thousands of fiends. Is the coast clear at the moment? Not super clear. The shadow is going to um, slither across the street and underneath the spikes. Give me a stealth check. Cool. Natural 20. Yeah. Hey! Beep, beep, beep. That's good, because I rolled high. Yeah. <laughs> so... You do narrowly slip through. It's interesting how easily it is to hide in this viscera, this shed skin, these broken bones, these torn carcasses that are so casually tossed aside like a child's discarded plaything. You slip through those bars. You find a man with a pistol and his Vistani companion. And this woman, this Vistani companion, has her saber out and she grips his shoulder hard and says, If we're to get anywhere safe, we have to leave here. I have associates not too far from here in a fort. Um, I'll turn... What kind of associates? Um, like associates? Or like associate? The green hand, but they do not like outsiders. Do you travel alone? I mean, I do see anybody else with me, to be honest. Divine travel, I suppose. Uh, currently alone, yes, right now. She sort of frowns at you when you say that. Do you want to do me a favor and roll deception? Yeah. Deception. 24. Okay, she got an 18 on her insight, so she can't quite decide if you're lying. Nobody can. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Join the club, (laughs) Ursula. Get in line, Ursula. Well, I... I know the way from here, if you would like to accompany me. Is there a way to get there without going in that mess? Of that I am not sure. Well, let's take a peek around and see if there's a back way. While you are doing that, I would like to jump back to the fort. Hello, my dears. We've reached the end of your long rest as Vargas, Ursula, and a shadow try to scope out a warehouse and hide from the fiendish hordes outside. Who wakes first? Not Constantina. Nope. Yeah, well, let's be, sleeps in. Yeah, let's be honest. Neff- Neffert's already awake. Has been awake <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> I feel like Vosley would be the next one to be mm-hmm. awake. I-, I would be one of the s- earlier ones, because this is my home so i'm like i don't feel as uncomfy mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm able to fall really quickly into the routine right then mercy after that and she'll like wake up and stretch 
Lastly, I have the weirdest dream that there were all these monsters in these streets and everybody was dead and we were in a gross, terrible place and oh, 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 good morning, Sorrow. Uh, thank you. Um, the gross and terrible are words for it. I'm sorry, it's just a little messier than I'm used to. It's it's so it, it it takes some getting used to really. Uh, I've been here for a while, so uh, yeah, uh, understandable. Mm-hmm. What are your plans for today? I know that you had discussed going out into the city. I would like to walk over to one of the arrow slits and peek outside. Oh yeah, What's take a take a there? little take a little peek. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking for in particular? Or are you just looking for like a? sort of overview of the situation. Right now, an overview of the situation, I'm trying to see if the chaos is still happening. Everyone is dead. No. Um, <laughs> so what you do see is there there are fires raging throughout a couple of the quarters. There are bodies in the street, but not for long. Every time you see someone fall, you can... Not quite here, but what is that sensation when you see something from far away and you get that that urge, that sort of sense of hearing as their backs break and their heads spin around and they rise where they fell? Mercy is not okay with this. Lots of people are not. Yeah, Mercy is particularly not okay with this. Oh no, oh no! And I'm going to run to Vasily, and I'm just going to start shaking her. The apocalypse is here! The apocalypse is here! I don't understand! You're just now realizing this? I mean... What's changed? I mean, everybody was dying, and that's bad, but you know, okay, we could go outside, we could draw circles around them, we could fix these. But now, they are coming back to life! Or undeath. Like, mul- multiple of them? All of them, Vasily. All of them. All of them! Okay. Vasily would like to go observe, or go to the, the arrow slit and observe this, and maybe try to also suss out if there's, like, a source causing them to rise. If you are if you are specifically looking for a source, roll with, roll investigation with advantage, because you looked through the murder holes yesterday. I refuse to call them loopholes. It's silly. 18. With an 18, you can see these multiple people fall and then shudder and stop and shatter their own bones, struggling to stand up. You can see the spindly legs of enormous creatures as they reach over the tops of buildings and scoop people from the streets into their yawning mouths. You can see the cascades of blood as they wash over the sides of these tiled roofs. But you do not see the dead man who led a crowd of corpses in his wake the day before. I did not. Not today. But I saw him yesterday. You did see him yesterday, but you did not see him today. So I wouldn't connect the two, probably, um, in that case. Do you see them? Have they they stopped? Is everything everything okay now? 
Vasily kind of like turns back around and like casually leans her arm over the arrow slits like I think it's improving. Really? Define okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like completely blocking them like yeah I mean it seems like less. Why is this happening? It probably you probably I don't know you you know maybe do some prayers or something maybe that'll help. Just casually puts her arm (laughs) over (laughs) all the arrow slits. I don't understand. We've we've sacrificed so many people and my family has too. It was supposed to stop the apocalypse. Well, we're in a different place now. So maybe different rules. Maybe it's reset here. That's true. Sorrow, Neferet, how many people have you sacrificed? Valid question. Just <laughs> Sarah does the it's too early for this and like turns around and walks away. I see see problem. Mm, insufficient <laughs> sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Nefret walks down from further up uh in the turret. Um and, and like probably right between uh Vasily's art and like the wall. Just like peeks their head uh through that gap. It is, uh, not personal sacrifices, but, uh, and the whole, uh, we're conscripted into the blood war thing. That was a, uh, sacrifice to keep the city safe. Das is okay. mad. Das is very, very mad. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, personally, I'm not really a, a killing person. Not my thing. Um... So, I I don't think that, that this hasn't caused anything before, though, so... Sometimes you have to do things you do not like for the greater good. Like ritual yes. sacrifice. Okay, um... Debatable. But yes, agree with a larger point. Uh... Yeah! Good morning! Oh no, what are we going to do? We have to stop the apocalypse now! Well, if this, if, does anyone know how long this is going to last? Is this like a thunderstorm and we just have to wait for it to pass or? I mean, in general, this shouldn't be happening. We shouldn't have fiends and stuff. That's why the whole, you know, when you die, you end up in the blood war. Wahoo! Skeleton army sort of thing. (laughs) Who made this deal? This is a terrible deal. Who thought this was a good idea? The, uh, houses. Many, many years ago. House it was the only way to avoid things like this happening. To uh, avoid the blood war from bleeding over into the city. Hmm. Mercy is going to walk over to Constantina, who I guess is sleep twitching, sleep running. Um, I'm going to like gently kind of like jiggle her while she sleeps. <laughs> Constantina! <laughs> And I also pet her a little bit while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. Keep going. You pet her and you begin to wake her. But in the moments between sleep and wait- waking, Constantina, you tap into a familiar feeling. Not quite a dream, but not quite awake either. And for some reason... You are at home, but not home-home. The feeling of home, the sense of home, 
A garden with roses and strawberries. A middle-aged matron who swings back and forth on a canopy swing and sips tea from a porcelain cup. Was there something you wanted to ask me? Well, I mean, I don't really know how it works to ask you things. I just... You have called me. I am here. You may as well speak. We have not much time. I just don't, don't really know what to do. I I killed somebody and I didn't, didn't mean to. But I don't think that matters whether I'm into or not. Have you never killed? I mean, I feel like I'm sure I've. I mean, I fought things in, in battle usually for self defense. But I don't go out of my way to do it, and I don't do it to people who don't, aren't actively hurting me. I don't know, I don't... I just don't know how I move on from that, or what I should do to make it right. Dear, sit with me. And she pats the canopy seat next to her. Who will forgive you if you make it right? I mean, I just want to do right by the person that I... that I killed. I don't think that... I don't know who it was, but I don't think that they deserved it. And I think that... What does that mean, make right? I I just... Don't want to just kill people. (laughs) Of course. You know what it means to do wrong. But what does it mean to do right? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if I can undo it. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know who they are. I don't know if they have a family. I, I mean, I don't think I deserve forgiveness because I feel like I did wrong. I also wasn't in my right state of mind. I I don't know. I just, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. And I don't, what if it happens again? Like, I don't want to be a danger. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to help people. And she gives you a long, slow nod. This woman, this fate, who you had previously seen, once an older crone, but now younger, stronger shoulders, straighter back, darker hair with streaks of silver and she cannot smile at you but she does set a hand on your hand Constantina there are forces in this world that you will never understand I will never understand and forgiveness is one of them and perhaps every person is worthy forgiveness but Not every person is entitled to forgiveness. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand that. In this case where you have done something outside of your control, the first question you need to ask is, can you forgive yourself? And that is not something that you can answer today or tomorrow. But I certainly cannot answer it for you. I cannot give you absolution. I just... I don't... I don't know what I am doing right now. I just... I don't like being so... I feel like I have to really look out for myself right now, but I don't like being so focused on just myself, but I'm I'm no good right now to anyone else. Fate cannot force your hand. 
It places you only where it needs you. But I will warn you. Some things are separated for a reason. Sometimes two halves cannot be made whole. Do you understand? I I don't I don't know if I do. That is alright. We are nearly out of time, but watch your friend. She has made two deals that will not go well for her. Wait, which which friend? And there is a uh, a sense over you where you can feel that she means mercy. And she says, I cannot tell you everything that I know. Otherwise, the tapestry becomes unraveled. But remember that sometimes fate has intervened for a reason. And in seeking to change it, sometimes it brings only more suffering. You must wake now. Okay. And you do. Constantina! Uh, Constantina! Uh, wait, wait, what? The apocalypse what? is happening! Wake up! What? I don't know what any of that means. What? Outside! What time, what time is it? The, the monsters and... <laughs> what time is it? It's early morning. It's hard to tell because you are not used oh, to being shoot. here and the sky is red. <laughs> Time is meaningless. I don't know. It's maybe I woke up naturally. Usually I do around eight. It's eight, maybe nine. Does that matter? It's apocalypse time. Uh, okay. <laughs> apocalypse o'clock. Um, okay. Oh, God, I'm so hungry. Is there like any like... Like meat or anything? Are there any like rats in this room in this building? Yes. 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 So many. Probably it's only rats. Oh, I can't believe I missed a chance at an apocalypse now joke. I'm so mad. That's the real evil. I'm trying to signal you with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the green hand doesn't have a lot of money right now, or yeah. ever. Or we don't have money to can, exterminate or rats. Can I chase tons oh, of rats and then chase rat. eat it. Give me. Ew, worry. Um, <laughs> don't shame me. <laughs> give me give me uh two athletics checks and um and one acrobatics check in a row. Okay. As I'm still de- uh partly jackal, right? Until Oh yeah, you're demi jackal. You got to chase some you got to chase some little ratties. Um it was this is to de- determine how many you catch. Two, two athletics, one acrobatics. Okay. Chase them, corner them, catch them. Sorry, Mercy. I know this is exactly what you, how you wanted me to react by grossly eating a rat in front of you. Um, hang on, I'm looking at my wear jackal stats. Uh, let's see. One is strength and one is dexterity, right? So strength, strength, dexterity. So that is uh, 16 for the first one. Um, 12 for the second one. So those are my strengths. And then, oh, not good dexterity. Um, seven for dexterity. All right. I eat a yummy breakfast. (laughs) So I rolled two sevens and a nat one. (laughs) Roll a d6. Uh, four. (laughs) That is how many rats you catch. So Mercy wakes me up and I'm like, well, we'll 
not sure what the heck is going on. And I'm just like overcome by this like hunger. And I just am like scurrying around as Mercy's talking to me. I'm just grabbing rats and shoving them into my weird jackal mouth. <laughs> Ew, I'm sorry. Constantly- I know those are fun. Why are you doing these? Like they look kind of like they look a little tasty. Okay, like don't judge me. Don't judge me. Okay, look. They are tasty, Constantina. They are like they're like dark meat on chicken. Damn it, TK! I have to eat dinner after this. Yeah, they have small bones. It's like eating at Popeyes. Uh, as well as one sort of escapes Constantina, Sarah's gonna just like sort of snap their fingers and a shadow hand's gonna grab up and grab one of the rats that had run away and cast chill touch on it and then toss the dead rat over to Constantina, once you have eaten your fill, you are free to transform back. Ah, mercy. Okay, I know that was really gross, but like, but I know I'm sorry. It's very but, like, gross. Uh, I feel a lot better and I think I can transform back into my normal self so like just give me a give me a second and then we'll have like a normal conversation and it won't be so bad i, I promise okay slurps up a little rat tail like spaghetti <laughs> um is gonna go stand behind vasily and be like constantina's being feared vasily's like kind of blushing a little bit this yeah. explains a lot about vasily's experiments <laughs> <Ratchet>. okay <laughs> this is a lot about her i would like to turn back into my my cute self, not my... Yeah, you are free to, to change back into your um, embroidered monogrammed pajamas that are... I have one request that when I transition back into Constantina form, that she has like a little gray streak of curl in her hair after this very Ooh. traumatic transition. <laughs> but it's like cute, <laughs> like it's like Claire Saffitz from Bon Appetit, Okay. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly adorable it's, it's like it's, this yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's like just this. very becoming streak of gray it's, cute. it's like um I can't remember the character's name but from Discworld that's I will have to look that up but yes anyway, it doesn't matter it's cool yeah Der- Terry Pratchett dang what is her name it doesn't matter but she's got like a white streak it's very cute so after you've transformed back and you've gotten cool gray streak I believe Mercy has your thing Mercy, do you provide them to her? Um, I do. I was waiting for you to transform back so you didn't destroy Sam. Uh, I got her. Your your nice clothing is in there. (laughs) And your violin. (laughs) Thank you so much. I I thought I left everything back at the room. I didn't know where anything was. And I am going to, like, put decent clothes on and put my, my, my cool violin bandolier thing on it was no problem usually i can't carry so much but i feel i don't know strong i mean they look really like muscly right now i mean it looks looks good thank you (laughs) it flexes. yeah it's very adorable the most powerful magical girl it is uh good to meet you in your normal form hi um yes this is this is what I usually look like, so I apologize for, you know, my my state of the last day or so. It has been really... It made it, uh, made it very easy to uh, point you out. They kept calling you uh, my friend who looked like a dog. I mean, it you know, hurts my feelings a little bit, but I guess, that's, I guess that's fair and accurate. But it's nice to meet you, like, you know. It's also very vague because a lot of people have dog heads in this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's other descriptors. Okay, I mean, I mean, 
Nefert literally wearing a <laughs> jackal half mask right now. <laughs> like, they have no place to talk. Um. Sometimes I do forget that she's wearing a mask, and so I have to, like, translate it yeah. in my head that she's, like, Bane. <laughs> yeah, they, they just casually wear the mask. Yeah. Cool. I just imagine everything Nefert says is slightly muffled. Just like, slightly nice muffled. Yes, your friends, we're looking for a dog. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> the Bane voice. <laughs> I didn't see the sun until I was a man. Stop! <laughs> you police? I just want everybody to know. Anyway, we were talking about the apocalypse that's happening outside right now. It's the end of the world. All of the all of the domains are sinking back into the grey realms, and soon we will all die and rise up and join Death's oh, army. Let's not do that. And do something better. I agree. Instead, <laughs> I think we should stop the apocalypse. Let's have a team meeting. And Mercy raises her hand. Everyone who wants to stop the apocalypse, raise your hand. How is it only? Okay, that's more realistic. Okay, wait. So Vargas is here with us, by the way. So oh, I was like, Vargas no, is Vargas. wants to stop the apocalypse. Hadil wants so, to go to the mall, so. I so, don't have a vote, but I also don't want to start the, stop the apocalypse, so. Yeah. So Mercy raises her hand, Constantina raises her hand, Sorrow and Neferet look confused, and then raise their hands. Peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I guess. And, and Nef- <laughs> yeah, Neferet just like, well, uh, likely it's not going to be as simple as it seems to be. Not, uh, Simply solved by uh, ritual sacrifices. That's more of a preventative measure. I mean, we would have had to start doing that like a couple weeks ago, and now it's like kind of, you know, and that might be kind of late. It's Wait, like so Claritin. You, you, were, you were okay with the ritual sacrifice, but not the, the rats. Oh, no, I don't eat the people. Uh, Mercy looks at Sorrow like she is <laughs> yeah. the weirdest. <laughs> like she's the weirdest. Sorrow looks at Mercy like she is the weirdest. <laughs> Vasily. Yep. Yep. <laughs> She's just like got her hands in her pockets like, I am not voting for this. Vasily, what are you doing? Raise your hand. You forgot to raise your hand. It's okay. Mm, I didn't. What? Um, I don't know that this is... Okay. I don't know that this is the apocalypse. I don't think that we can necessarily stop it. I think we need to do a bit more research before we run headfirst into that. And she, like, gestures towards the arrow slit. Yeah. <laughs> and Nefert, Nef- Nef- like, inclines their head and gives Vasily a look, acknowledge- like, acknowledging their-, their conversation they had the previous night. Um, and that is the direction they're going. Yeah. It looks just like the apocalypse, so all the people Fair, but- are from the dead. We don't know exactly what's going on. I think we should figure that out first. And I think that our new friend Neferit might be able to help us with that. You know how to stop it? I, if I knew how to stop it, I feel like I would have started that already. But, uh, no, uh, Vasily and I got a, uh, good look at, uh, somebody who is potentially at the, uh, center of this? You saw death? Mm. <laughs> Mercy holds her uh, little cross rosary. 
I don't know why I thought you were going to say yearbook. <laughs> like he's going to sign oh it. Oh my god. Like he's going to autograph. No, I don't. It was just, I think it was just a man. Death is not just a man. Not just a man, unfortunately. You said that you saw the dead rising up, yes? Yes, everybody, every single one. Well, the man that we uh, saw, or the thing that looked like a man, it uh, was able to deal with both fiendish and abyssal creatures, and seemed to have some form of a necromantic undead aura. If I was to guess anything, that is who we should know more about. And that is likely who eventually we would have to confront. Hopefully, with uh, enough information up our sleeves to uh, do it smart and not get ourselves killed. Yes, and I vote for that plan. The not dying plan. Oh, can I change my vote to that one? I like that yeah. one. <laughs> to, to specify, I said we were voting to stop the apocalypse, not how. So we're voting for the same thing. We're all voting for the same thing. I mean, it technically is the same thing. I feel like we all have the same goal here. It's just the methods that are different. My goal is just getting out of here alive. Apocalypse or not. The whole but point, Vasily, sure. is that if it is the apocalypse, none of us get out of this alive. <sighs> Fine. But we need to gather information on this individual. He could be Des. I've never met Des in person. Um, or it could be a Dark Lord. Well, that actually kind of makes sense. I mean, we have a lot of those in Ravenloft. And we haven't really encountered one in a while. So we're probably due for, you know, a meeting with a Dark Lord, right? Mercy uh, starts to feel a little uncomfortable and is, like, visibly uncomfortable as they talk about Dark Lords because she murdered Vasily's dad. Yeah, y'all haven't encountered a Dark Lord in, like, eight episodes. It's been forever. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're, um, we're due for another one. Okay. Sorrow, Neferet, where can we start? looking how can we safely go somewhere and get some information well i mean i don't really this is kind of where i live this is my sort of you know base of operations <laughs> so um i mean i can probably ask some of the uh, other members of the green hand and send them off they've got uh well we've all got a little bit of our own talents and, and, and gifts in in that area i can ask a couple see what they've done and scouted out but uh, if, you, if you're really concerned about being safe, um, you might want to stay here, as gross and uncomfortable as it might be. I mean, that's, it's very nice of you to let us stay here. And um, we are missing one of our friends, though. He's like... Do you think I don't know. I don't okay. really know like how to... If we're not going to leave to go find him, I mean, I don't know. He could be anywhere in the city. I wish to make a good guess. He's likely on his way here now. He's a smart man. That seems about Thank right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Hey, you... you Vasily knows that Vargas is a very lucky person. Maybe not smart or clever, but lucky. 
uh, Neferet is... Well, rather, the, the shadow is keeping Neferet informed. Vasily kind of looks at her feet and rolls her eyes and sighs, and she's like, I will also see what I can find out. And she wants to go kind of sit down in the corner and use inspiration to tap into the hive mind and try and contact the two new children. Okay, so two and four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you cut out the other children that are oh, in God. this domain? If I'm able to, yes. I don't know what that would cost me to keep out. I will tell you the price later. Wow, wow. <sighs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, or you could just let them listen in. Up to you. Huh, no. Yeah, I will deal with the price later. All right, um, I will take two of your memories. Okay, I need to keep track of that. I feel like we should talk about what those should be, but we could talk about them later. We will. Um, Don't worry. But yes, yeah, so oh, I'd like no, to spend my inspiration to tap in to try and talk to them since they are the most familiar with this domain. They're going to be experiencing whatever we're experiencing to see if they can give All me right. information. Tap in. Are you enjoying your time in the mist, you sorry soul? Follow the conspiracy at Mist Tales D&D on Twitter or visit TalesFromTheMists.com where you'll find our blog, a link to our Discord community, and other horrors. But wait, there's more terror. Add atmosphere to your Tales From The Mist time with a cup full of Lantern in the Mist's tea, blended by Friday afternoon tea. This green tea speaks of rolling mists with bright mineral essence. Green tea, flowers, and cool ginkgo come together to ease the mind while sparkling the spirit. Find Lantern in the Mist tea at bit.ly slash lantern tea. Beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> do, you, do you have a command word or anything that you say or you just put your... Put your hands yeah, she, to your she head. She definitely, like, like, puts her hand to her head like Xavier. The Xavier. Like. <laughs> <laughs> do you much. speak first or do you wait for them to pick up? I assume that they are probably pretty eager to pick up when they feel her calling. Could be wrong, but that's the impression I get. All right. Um, yes, it's me. Uh, what do you want? Um... Just wondering, have you looked outside lately? Oh, yeah, we're on the train out. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not. Okay. So what's going on? I don't know. Looks like the wall's down, so we're gonna, yeah, no. What wall? The the Mudara wall. The one the one around that keeps the, the devils out. So what happened to the wall? I don't know. It's just not there anymore. Sucks. Did you see anything? Nah. We, st Okay. <sighs> We saw a figure that uh -huh. was potentially doing something with dead bodies. Uh -huh. Do you know anything about that? Uh, like Grandpa? <laughs> Who's... Oh, um... Grandpa. No. Yeah, he's more... He is implying, like, making flesh golems. Right, right. No, not like that. Like, somebody is dead and then they're not dead. Oh, that's that still sounds like grandpa, mom. Oh, God. Forget about grandpa. Okay. Woo. Yikes. Just, like someone's 
dead and then they bring them back from the dead. Oh, they Not just like pop Grandpa. up. <laughs> yeah, they just pop up. Uh-uh, Have you ever seen anybody up? do that? Uh, Don't say Grandpa. Okay. Uh, 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 Aunt Maggie can do it. Uh, some of them in the temple can do it. And uh, Grandpa? Oh, I said don't say Grandpa. <laughs> We're not talking about him. So who, what temple are you talking about? Oh, the big one. What big one? The big... The big one, mom, mom, the big one. And you get a, a picture in your here. mind of it, of this large, this large uh, obsidian pyramid with a glass dome on top. Also, I just got here and you left, so give me a break. Yeah, Hall of Justice. I mean, they used to. They probably don't anymore. There's not really a call for it. But, you know, sometimes when <laughs> rich people go like, you know, they just have Aunt Maggie Pick them back up before they can get uh, conscripted. Super expensive. Interesting. Okay, well, thanks, I guess? Are you leaving for good? Are you coming? Does the train come back? Are we going to be able to take the train out of here? (laughs) No. So you're leaving me here? I mean, you've left us plenty of places, Mom. It's not like a new thing. And you'll be fine. You're smart. I I gave you life. I would look... Oh, mom, I, I wish I could. This isn't... <laughs> We're still connected. You know that, right? Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> helped you hang up. <laughs> so she, she like, shuts off the connection and, like, <laughs> seems a little bit. <laughs> so I guess everyone else, ex- everyone else experienced Vasily just, like, shouting at herself, like, <laughs> stop saying grandpa. Yep. So the information that you have gleaned from him, uh, from a, a DM and story perspective, is the that Ma- uh, Madame Magdalene would raise rich people from the dead to keep them from being conscripted into the blood war. And the Temple of Mudar funded and allowed it and practices the same magic. Other than that, not a lot. Oh, and that all the trains are on their way out of Mudar. Yeah. So I will um, kind of get up and walk back over to everyone and say, we're in trouble. There's no way out of here. I was told the wall is down. And perhaps we can look for, quote unquote, Aunt Maggie or a big temple that looks like a, an obsidian pyramid. Sorrow and Neferet, you both know that the wall being down is the magical field that keeps um, the magical anti-magic field, whatever, anti-fiend field that keeps fiends out of Mudar. If it is down, that means the pact has been broken. Well, that would explain it. So what do we do? Well, if, if the wall's down and the pact's broken, then someone broke it, right? Would have to be. It was a long-standing deal. Can we go find the person who broke it and make them put it back together? Not quite sure that is how uh, deals work. Does that mean somebody died, but they really, really died? They didn't join the blood war? Potentially. But... Seeing that uh, someone is raising them from the dead instead, 
not sure if their souls are going anywhere much better. I mean, good news, I don't think it's the apocalypse. It doesn't sound quite like the apocalypse, but I don't think it is better. It's still death's armies, even if the world isn't ending. And it might still end if we don't do something. Uh, so I still think we should. And Fasli, you gave me an idea. We should use all our resources. I'm going to go outside. Uh, but just for a moment, I'll be back, I think. Um, but in case I'm not, I wanted to uh, tell you something, uh, Vasily and Constantina. Then uh, I was with Aunt Maggie. She introduced me to a woman who was in her attic. This is sounding crazy. It wasn't crazy. She might have been a ghost. I'm not but sure. Anyway, I think you were, uh, you didn't come to dinner and you were uh, downstairs and transforming maybe. But that evening, <laughs> I, that evening, I went up to the attic and the woman said that she could, she could tell me who my family is. And I said I would do anything to find out. And now I know. And she said, and Fasily, I'm so sorry. She said that I am the daughter of this man named the gentleman caller and a woman named Elise Avshalomov, but married to the Mortenheims. And Vasily does not remember that you killed her candle dad. Yeah. So, so she's Vasily just like, why it. are you apologizing? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but Vasily, that, I don't, if you forget that whole memory, do you also forget that Mercy knows you're a Mordenheim? Or do you still hold on to that knowledge? Because she found out when they all met Victor. Yeah, I guess she wouldn't know that. Because she, if she forgets that whole scenario, I would assume it would be all of that knowledge. But I defer to TK. Yeah, I would say that you did not comprehend the fight at the crematorium as being a fight with your uh, foster father. So right now you would probably interpret this as a conversation that Mercy's having saying that she is essentially your stepsister, mm -hmm. but still apologizing to you. Right. Though um, she has no reason to know that she would be your stepsister. But, right. So I'm just going to, so Vasily's going to look at her and be like, don't know why you're apologizing, but that's certainly interesting considering my history, which we can go into another time. How do you feel about all this? But do you mean that we can go into another time? I don't know. I've never told you about where I come from. I don't tell people about it. I suppose it's true you didn't technically tell me about it, but... I, 
Mercy's just, like, very confused and looking at Vasily weird. Vasily's really confused and, like, okay, well, I think the bigger thing is Abshalomov, right? And Vasily, like, gestures at Constantina. Whatever Constantina's doing, whatever face she's making, I'm sure it's ridiculous. She's like, well, <laughs> it's true. Elise was in Abshalomov if he stand up, but she ran away. I mean... That happens. Our plan is pretty big, so I have, like, you know, a lot of relatives. Real quick, though, does Constantina remember all the stuff in Mordenheim? Because she's gonna probably put her foot in her mouth right now. <laughs> the only Uh-oh. person who has no memory of Mordenheim being the person that you fought in the crematorium would be Vasily. Because her, um... Memory of it has been okay, but I don't remember that we met someone named Mordenheim and then we, yes. you know, melted him. Yeah, yeah, shoved him into a furnace. You can't be yeah. mad about it. You don't also, remember. Also, his creature tried to kill me, so I feel zero guilt about it. So anyway, back to the in-game conversation. I mean, well, that's really cool. I mean, I'm excited to welcome you into the family, and I have a lot of recipes to share. But wait. The part that I'm a little confused about is the Mordenheim part, because I thought that we, like, you know, melted him because he was bad, and the menagerie wanted to, you know, take him out. So I don't... It's... It's true. I... I did kill Victor Mordenheim twice now. I mean... No, you didn't. Are you okay, Fasali? Yeah, I'm fine. You wouldn't be able to kill him. I thought that you forgave me. She's kind of, like, finding this amusing and actually smiling and laughing a little bit. She's like, you wouldn't be able to kill him. You can't kill him. He's flawless. You can't kill him. That's not a really nice term, but not true, because he was kind of also, you know, we met Lady Elliot and we went there and she, like, tried to give me up thinking that I was, like, somehow related to him, but then that was, like, somehow your dad or something like that, and then he, like, then I turned into a weird jackal and it was real bad, and then I almost died, and then instead we killed your dad, but it wasn't really your dad, it was, like, a... You're talking... So, Vasily's memory is the same, but it's of um, them killing the other wizard, right? Yes, of them what specifically killing a necromancer named Meridoth. Yeah, okay. I thought it was an M name. So it was like, you're getting very mixed up. That was, it wasn't even that long ago. That was Meridoth. It wasn't Mordenheim. You wouldn't be able to kill Mor- Victor Mordenheim. Something's- and She's just like chuckling. Something's wrong with Vasily, I think. And Mercy's gonna pace forward and press her horned forehead against Vasily's forehead and cast Detect Thoughts if Vasily will allow her. She's gonna be like, yeah, sure, you need to obviously like, get your head on straight, because and can't kill more than I. I imagine whatever the inside of Vasily's mind, like, bubbles with memories floating around look like. Mercy's, like, swimming around <laughs> in there trying to find the one of that day. Different vials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with uh, rows of with vials. names. Yeah. 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 I'm so sorry. Vasily. What does she find when she tries to find that day? Um, I think she would find it, but it's probably, like, if they are, if the memories are bubbles, this one's, like, dirty pavement water bubble. It's kind of, like, 
gross and mucky and hard to kind of suss out, but the Vosley would see it the way that Vosley's saying that it happened. So yes. you see uh, a man in a in dark robes, wizard like, uh, the crematorium flesh golems uh, made from bloated bodies. And you see the the two of you, you and Vargas, being able to force him into a furnace while Vasily and her son were incapacitated by golems while Constantino uh, was incapacitated. Afterwards, you're not sure where... In memory, in Vasily's memory, she doesn't quite remember Elliot and Madame Shree disappearing, but everything is seamless, and this is the memory that you're presented with. Mercy kind of has this intake of air as she kind of floats back into her body, and she kind of looks at Vasily, this like really sad, worried look. Um, and she'll turn to Constantina and just kind of shake her head uh, to signal that there is something wrong with Vasily. You're right, Vasily. Sorry for the mix-up. But I'm glad that you know now the truce and that you accept me for who I really am. Thank you. Like I said, I should be right back. So I don't mean to be so dramatic. Oh, it's okay. And Mercy is going to slip out the door. Mercy, where do you go? Mercy is just um, trying to stealthily uh, walk among the gore and ruin. And her goal is, and she's holding her dagger, her Briar Athame. Mm-hmm. And her goal is to to pull on the threads of her dark shadow, her gravesite. Uh, to see if she can see d- the deaths that have happened mm-hmm. as far as she can see. See if she can see that man that Neferet mentioned. See what information she can gather. Is this something you're comfortable with being described to you? Yes. As you leave the Fort of the Green Hand... And begin to stealthily step out into the city. First of all, roll me a stealth check. No reason. Do you have anything? A seven. Neat. You're fine. Uh, Okay. (laughs) As you step out into the city and you start to pull on the threads and look specifically for deaths, it has been so long since you saw deaths but no ghosts. Because souls don't really go anywhere in Ravenloft, do they? Not until they're pulled into Death's army. They sort of linger for as long as they need to, but there's nowhere for them to really go. So many of them remain where they have died. That is the case in every other place you have been, but here you only see these bodies broken and beaten and bloodied and then rising up with no ghosts. Nothing to steer them and nothing to stay behind and give you any answers. But they do all go north towards the Temple of Madar. Towards that glittering pyramid in the distance. Your bell rings louder and louder, but 
you don't really see any shadows of the man. I was just about to ask about the bell on my dagger. After observing that and the direction everyone is walking, uh, Mercy will return to the green hand. Okay. So they're all going north to this large temple. I think it was maybe the place you were talking about. Oh yeah, was it like a big obsidian pyramid? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was told. So I think that's where we must go, to the Norse. I mean, what is it? It's like a temple, right? Yeah, it's a temple. That's all I know. It's a temple where I guess they maybe mess around with raising the dead. It's not like a good temple, then. It's like the best bed. A bad temple. Right. If you're wanting to stop the apocalypse... I mean, it's stopping the apocalypse makes more sense than killing Mordenheim because you're not going to be able to do <laughs> that. Right. That I'll give Mercy a look like. <laughs> Mercy fake laughs a little too long. I, I nudge Mercy. Oh Sorry, my gosh! Over to Neferit and just being like, should should we laugh too? Are we? Should we? No, I I believe this is an inside okay. joke. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, and Nefret is half paying attention because they're paying attention to whatever the heck's happening with Shadow. Are paying attention to something else, aren't you? Yep. It takes a little while of yeah. It takes a little while f- of Ursula walking and pacing the bottom floor and peeking out windows, peeking through the the gates. We should make a run for it when it's when it's clear. What do you think? I mean, does it look like it's ever going to be clear, or... Give me perception. 17? No. It never looks clear enough to walk out in the middle of the streets. Instead, you see the remains of a steadily dwindling population as each of them are cut down by these fiendish words. You can hear the revving of infernal engines and see these war machines riding through the streets, the same types of war machines that you took some shots at on top of a train not too long ago. You can see the dead falling to the earth and rising again. Um, I say to no one in particular, just love the sound of my own voice. Massey is going to love that. (laughs) The best! Is there like... Alright, I'll turn to Ursula. Not looking the clearest out there, but do you have a plan? I usually have my way of getting in and out of places, but um, perhaps it would be better to go through the top floors, never out into the street. Many of these buildings are connected. Well, let's give it a shot then. Because to be honest, I do not know how to use this thing. I'll just like fling the cover out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll lead you up the stairs to these um, shuttered windows and steadily peeks outside of one. It looks clear after you. I'll peek for myself. Does Neferet's shadow make itself known? In the corner of Vargas's eyes. Now that Vargas knows that he's being followed by someone, um... I'm just gonna. I'll look at it. I'm rolling against your earlier stealth, Neferet. And Ursula will look over your shoulder. What is it? Are you. Are you nervous? It is not that high. No, no, I just. Yeah, you know, a bit of hair got on me. Yeah, you know, this is just. It's just okay. We'll go. 
Best not to, to delay. Excellent. After you. Alright, um... And she inclines towards the window. I will go first. Athletics. It's a small jump, not even five feet. So you should be able to leap from one balcony to the next. It's going to be a 12. A 12, you make it. Hands scuffling against that alabaster balcony rail and pull yourself up just as a trio of imps begin to dance their way through the street below you. And uh, Ursula leaps from the balcony to the next after you. It's like, oh, that was very well done. <laughs> I appre- I- I'll take the compliment. I'll stick. Uh, where next? Hmm. Well, uh, we will want to go east, so we should get a move on. Okay. Lead the way. And she kicks open the shutters of the window and then proceeds through the next house. For the party at the fort, what are your plans? Neferet, do you share Vargas's journey? Um... In a way that doesn't show that I know exactly where he is. How? Why don't you, why don't you p- paint me a word picture there? <laughs> yeah. They'll go, well, considering the situation outside and what I saw during my watch overnight, the most straightforward route that sticks to side streets or through buildings rather than main roads where the, uh, Fiends are would probably lead your friend to uh and we'll we'll say a general direction or a general intersection or space in the city. If we would like to meet with him, that is probably our best bet. Would anybody like to roll insight to see if they can tell if Neferet knows more than they are letting on? I would like to, because I'm smart now. (laughs) Neferet, please roll deception. Technically, you are not lying. You are merely concealing that you know. Yeah, but this is is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if I were watching him right now, which I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, essentially. If I had him on a baby cam. (laughs) So, like, Neferet just picks up a Dixie cup that's just, like, got a <laughs> string hanging out. It's just like, no, I have no idea where Vargas is, but if I had to guess, uh, probably this latitude and longitude. <laughs> this All exact right. spot right here. He Vargas, like, turn your location on, I want to talk. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, hold <laughs> on Google Maps. Like 360. <laughs> Vargas has checked in. Vargas has entered the chat. Nefera, what was your deception? Uh, 14 plus 9, which is a 23. You have plus 9 deception? I can't wait to marry you. Well, I got a 21, (laughs) and I have plus 8 to insight. (laughs) Dang it. But I tried. So yeah, I guess checks out. (laughs) What about Uh, Sarah? I got a a solid 15, so... Yeah, no, I'm a a charisma rogue with expertise. I thought you were going to say you're a professional liar, and I was like, no. I mean, it might be. I mean, (laughs) sounds like. You don't know anything about Neferet. I, you know what? I created this character and I don't know anything about Neferet. That's how good they are. All right. So what would everybody like to do in the fort? Everybody in the fort like to do. You don't have to stay in the fort. You can do what you want. (laughs) 
How many members of the Green Hand escaped the carnage? Uh, Lisa, roll a d20. Don't make me responsible. I don't know, I know if this you'll is t- how many are dead or alive. I just, I, you'll, you're the one who will tell the truth. Six. There are six current members inside of the fort. Okay, I'm going to go and Sarah's going to, probably halfway through the awkward laughter, Sarah's going to go slip off and uh, find some of the others. Yeah, you find, um, we're going to call him Garanel. A slightly dusty-robed, taller male figure. Like most people in the Green Hand, there is the... There is the aura of a cursed nature, and uh, when they turn towards you, they have this uh, very feline-like, panther-esque air to them, with curved ears and a long tail, powerful haunches, and a human face. Everything else is a panther, though. Hi, uh, Garel, could you uh, follow me a li- just a little way over? All right, but we are uh, preparing for Ursula's uh, funeral, so whenever you want to take your part- Why are we preparing for her funeral? Oh, she did not come back from her mission. We found her body outside of the city. Okay, uh, fine. Uh, That's fine. Uh, I'll deal with it later. It's it's no big deal. Um, Of course. Right, uh, just just, just, over over here, and then the minute I'm out of eyesight of everyone, it just sort of that, that nervous hunch sort of just melts. Okay. Right, I need you to go out. I need you to get me information about uh, what's going on out there. Of course, Commander. And I need you to get me a little bit more information about that bounty. I will do it again. The uh, she-wolf? Do you have contact for her? Oh, she's here right now. Excellent. Uh, shall we uh, check the live or dead price? Like I've said, I'm not really a killing type, but whichever gets us more money, she's... Unfortunately, still allied with the menagerie, so we uh, have to go with Plan B. Mm, is a pity, but we will do what we must. And uh, he gives an elaborate bow and stalks out of the fort. Good luck. Don't come back empty-handed. I will not disappoint you, Commander. Good. You know what happens to those who do. And then I leave. What are our final thoughts as we near the end of the session? Vasily wants to kind of sit down in the corner again to kind of think because she's not really into running out into the streets right now Mm -hmm. but she wants to kind of like reach into her pocket and kind of squeeze Vargas's pinky to see if she can kind of get any kind of response I don't know if they have like a a pinky connection but she's just like desperate like I don't know where he is or what's going on I will pinky friends it's more like this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she like I will permit you to travel the psychic connection of the Gesh you have put on Vargas but the price will be heavy well, I just wanted to squeeze it and see if he would squeeze back <laughs> why would he squeeze back Vasily he does not have a pinky <laughs> I already See, you're ar- I already have, like, a big cost from earlier, you said. What if they give him, like, phantom limb pain or something? It's almost like relying on a lich's phylactery as a magical easy <laughs> button is bad. What if, like, what if, like, 
it does give him like phantom one pain. He's just an idiot. He's like, well, why did Kiki hurt me? <laughs> he will think of you though. I'm sure. You, I'm father. sure. I'm sure his thoughts are with you. I'll do thoughts it. And prayers. It's, oh my god. I'll do it because I'm worried about like Vasily's actually worried about Vargas. She's grown fond of him. What and you- also he has a gun that was very expensive. Expensive? You paid five Electrum and some pocket trash for it. And a lot of shame. You, you had baked ziti. <laughs> and I sweated a lot. She did sweat And a lot. you destroyed that shop. Yeah, so think of the cost of that. <laughs> that Anyways, you don't do have it. to pay. I'm gonna do Honestly, it. Why are you like this? All right. You can do it. Because this is part of your earlier uh, Gesh spell, I will add only a five percent increase on a on a future dark powers check. Okay. Are you noting that or do I need to note that? I uh, know I I've noted it. Don't worry. Okay, cool. So instead of a twenty five percent chance, you are up to thirty percent chance of Jesus failure for your Kayla. next dark powers check. I st- I drank a phylactery. I am on my I am on the path to villainy. It's just you know, I'm crossing the line. Is back on her bullshit. Let her. You do need to remember that if you get too far, you're going to start losing agency of your character. I'm, I'm start big scared. It. I'm big scared. I just wanted to squeeze the pinky. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold this up. Just make sure get our our bases covered. All right, you squeeze the pinky, and there is a. A sense that travels out from you like a spider's web. It is not entirely similar to the network that you have created with your children, and yet it is not terribly different. And as you travel, your consciousness travels on the spider web, you can feel the pull at the other side, like an electric jolt. It is this power that connects the two of you, this gesh. You have ridden along the remnants of this magical connection that would punish Vargas should he speak of any of your secrets, including this pact. And you have the sensation of running through buildings, and you know that you are traveling east, but you also have a sensation of being watched. Vargas... You too have a sensation that aches in the palm of that right hand. It travels up your arm, a jolt not terribly unlike your burns that are gone. And you know that you are in a fort. You are surrounded by people, by deception. And there is something in you that feels a presence both in this room and on the other end. And like that, it's gone. Am I able to tell just from that if I am going in the right direction? What do you think is the right direction? Do I have a feeling like this is as I'm moving, the sensation is getting farther away from me or I'm getting closer to it? You are getting closer. Okay. But I just get the sensation of a warehouse. Like, does the feeling of being watched, is it the same as the one I have now? Yes. Okay. So the person who was watching now. is in the... the yes. Okay. He's in the room. And yet... The call was coming from inside the house. Vasily does not know, but it is a similar sensation where she is. 
Okay. You know that there is a watcher, the same watcher, on both ends. I will and this web you. is getting shorter. Okay. I will say nothing, but it will be here. <laughs> Alright. And I have a feeling I will know that it's Vasily. Anyone else? Mercy... Uh, well, Vasily has gone off to a corner. Mercy's going to use that opportunity to go over to Constantina. Constantina, is it just me, or is Vasily acting kind of weird? Uh, yeah, that was really weird, because, I mean, unless I'm misremembering, I definitely remember killing Mordenheim. It was weird. Okay, Mercy's going to go over to Constantina. <laughs> um, and uh, she's going to say, is it just me, or is Vasily acting kind of weird? Yes, uh, it was very weird. It's worth doing this over again, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I heard you. Um, and then she'll say, um, severe just seeing is that when I went into her head, all of her thoughts were organized like these little vials, and it was so cute. Um, and it was very neat. Oh, but one was dirty, uh, which was terrible. Wait. And also, when I looked at the thought, her entire memory had changed. Oh, uh, wait. Her thoughts are like vials? Like in her head? What? I don't... Yes, neat. Like a little laboratory, little vials I mean, that is row. very endearing, but I... I mean, you went inside of her head, like, not like physically, right? Like with magic? And like... I don't know how it works. I'm a sorcerer. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes... No, that, that, that makes sense. Sometimes my magic works a little bit differently, and uh, you know, it's a little different for everyone. Um, I mean, so... I mean, do you think that someone has messed with her memories or something? Something has changed. Something has happened. And I'm worried about her, but I'm also worried if I force it too much, she will get confused and it'll hurt her somehow. I i don't know what to do. But do you see? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I want her to, you know, know the truth about things because I don't want to have to lie to her. But it seems weird that that's of all the things that she wanted to remember, that that memory would be gone. It also just, like, just happened, like... Right? And I don't know, do you think it might be something because it was so traumatic seeing Mortenheim die? I mean, that's possible. I feel really bad, and I thought she forgave me. Let's wait until we find Vardgis, and we can ask him if he remembers the same thing, and if he does, we can have a memory intervention. For fascinating. I mean, that sounds good. Do you feel like any... I mean, I guess we wouldn't know if any of our memories were affected, right? Like, what if there's... Oh, no, we wouldn't know. What if there's things that we're also forgetting? <laughs> I, know, just, I don't like that I just had that realization. Maybe I could just, like, forget that. Mercy starts, like, repeating her entire life I know, herself. <laughs> this is how old I am. This is, I don't even know what year it is, so that won't help. Yeah. <laughs> this is my name. This is when I was born. <laughs> yeah. She starts trying to remember her goth ballet recital. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> All right. Vasily, before we uh, sign off for the night, which I'll, I'll do another round making sure everybody's fine. You have lost three memories. Mm -hmm. What are they? She forget having that lovely breakfast with Constantina and Juniper and Yarrow. Oh, no! no. <laughs> it was lovely. And she forgets... Did she, I think she would forget the night with Pandora when Pand Pandora kind of told everybody. Or I get I think it was just not everybody was there. Mercy wasn't there. It might have just yeah. Was Constantina there? 
Constantino was And there. Vargas was there, I think. He was asleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> asleep. Um, so she forgets that moment where she experienced, like, extreme feelings with another person. Um, and she forgets... She forgets falling into the pit uh, with Thaddeus and being, like, made to to think of her darkest desires and what they were at the time. Yeah, while while escaping Constantina. Mm-hmm. So she forgets those. She forgets running away from her problems to face other problems. <laughs> no, that that's always happening. I am more than just Can't a problem. That. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so she for she forgets three things that are like very important to her emotionally. So those things are blocked off now. Things that like caused her to open up. Next session, I will tell you what replaces those memories. Anyone else have any plans? Sarah's just sort of keeping an eye on the rest of the group, watching and helping prepare for whatever they want to do. Sort of nervously. Just sort of like, "Uh, do you need anything? Uh, We don't have a lot of supplies, but I mean, I I can get you some. I can see what we have. Mercy's overall plan is reconnect with Vargas. Everybody goes to the temple. How about everyone else? I mean, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about the green hand from Sorrow. So I don't know if there's like while we're preparing or whatever, if we can have some little casual conversations about this new organization and also why they left the menagerie. Sorrow, is that something that you can encapsulate for us real quick? The way Sorrow explains it is that everyone in the menagerie, or everyone in the Green Hand had been ousted from the menagerie for, she likes to put it as creative disagreements. Um, Essentially, everyone in the menagerie has some form of curse. And when the menagerie didn't exactly agree with how they accepted their curses, they formed a new group. Um, she doesn't reveal who founded the who founded the Green Hand, um, and how they ended up here in Mudar, but she does stress that the Green Hand is a group that focuses on accepting curses and monsters for who they are and not trying to rehabilitate them. And one thing she very says specifically is everyone else out there is they're they're always going to see us as monsters. You're always going to see you as a monster. That's why we have this. We know we're monsters, but we're okay with that. And if that makes other people unhappy, then so be it. And do I detect with my passive insight that this is truthful? Roll a deception. It is truthful? That is everything I said was true. Everything I said was true. That's true, but you still speak to her under a... uh, an assumed identity, we'll say. What? What? Me? A liar? I've just been- Roll oh. to code switch. I'm like, how nice that TK allowed us an NPC who's just lovely and friendly <laughs> just and helpful. a good person. Yeah, no, that was a solid seven. <laughs> my dice were like, you don't get the lie Should today. Should I roll my inside or use my p- passive? You have a passive. Um, but, Sorrow, what's your tell? What's your giveaway? I think it's the it's the the nervous switching back into the sort of nervous persona 
it takes a little while and there is a, there are moments where the the stutters and the little, little like sort of hunches sort of become they, they look a little bit more forced than usual and especially when she says that last bit about the green hand you can see a little bit of that pretense drop and her eyes behind the veil get a little bit more intense and you could almost see like this this stony expression just sort of like cross across her face as she says it and she believes what she says with she believes what she says with all her heart she believes that the green hand is doing something good but you can tell that there are that saying is said with more malice and vengeance than her face would let on. What? Noted. Can't believe you're lying. <laughs> How <to us>. dare <laughs> you come on our show and you lie to us? That's said to every single one of our NPCs. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't clicked. I don't think I've brought in a single NPC that wasn't a liar. What does that say about you, TK? <laughs> TK, you TK, you gave both of the, the character, the guests for this arc, things that cover their faces. I don't know <laughs> what you expected, TK. What does it say about y'all that I do it continuously and yet you trust me every time? I know. I know. Okay, we get <laughs> it. We're weak. <laughs> juice. All right, anybody else? Neferet. Mm-hmm. Neferet just watches. Cool. That's not ominous. I mean, not to me. I'm the DM, so it really doesn't matter to me. Oh my god. I just watched. Vargas wants to get to his traveling party. I want to find a person that knows that glove before they get. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they get you? Why do you think that? Because they're always hitting me and they never leave me alone. Why do you think I specifically make NPCs to get you anyway? doesn't take you long because you started in the eastern district to make it close to where the fort is and Ursula looks down into the street from the one of the balconies and the glances over the roads and I think perhaps it might be prudent for us to split up for a little while but you go ahead into the fort and I will uh, meet up with you later Uh, I'm gonna do like, just one quick little teensy insight check. Just, you know, just real quick. Come for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Just a, you know, a, a cool 15. You do beat her cool 12. Um, <clears throat> so there is something in the way that her eyes flicker to the s- street and when you follow her gaze you see a uh, a, a sort of cat-like individual um a large panther like creature with a human face stalking the streets and she glances down and then glances back to you it would be prudent if you just went ahead and we will split up i will uh, scout for more people and uh, send more people to the fort where they can be safe just real quick, just another real quick one. Um, do I notice, like, because you, you mentioned that she has really bright colored clothes on, and it's never mm-hmm. really dark, are there any, like, stray hairs on her uh, clothes? Like, you know, like, when you have long curly <laughs> hair, your hair sheds. Do I yes, see, like, a, a stray hair? Roll, <laughs> uh, I guess, investigation. You're specifically looking for stray hairs, or you're just giving a once-over? Uh, 
Um, I am specifically looking for a straight here. Okay, investigation, yeah. Investigation, 18. There are none. I mean, I really just wanted to get out of trouble, so I don't care what happens to her. So, can I can I use this investigation to, is this really, like, do I, do I feel like this is the right place to be? Actually, I don't care. I'm going inside the fort. Mm-hmm. With the and, gun. Uh, <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> Why don't you, how would you like to, do you want to get in fast or you want to get in stealthy? Wait, uh, I'll do stealth. Stealthy. All right. Roll it. It's not bad. 13. Hmm. 17. Excellent. It is as you are beginning to skulk your way past the high walls lined with iron spikes that protect the warehouse that has become the Fort of the Green Hand. That is when you hear the, the rattle of metal armor. That is when you hear the heavily booted footsteps. That is when you see the clouds of sand and dust that kick up as a a small force of armored individuals in these ornate golden falcon-themed helmets march up to you in a phalanx, and they square their shields and lower their spears. One steps forward. Vargas Blackstone? (laughs) Who's asking? The High Judge requests your presence in the Temple of Mudar. I don't know who that is, but if it's about stealing, I didn't. So, I found those bags. We require the company of you and your companions. Okay, which companion? Because I just had the one, and she's outside, I think. And then there are some others. Not the other show. They were supposed to wait for me, but they didn't, so. One unrolls a sort of starch paper list. Starts listing off names. Uh, the Constantina Avsh... 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 Close enough. Yeah, I know that one. Let's go. The Mercy Albrecht, uh, the, the Va- Vasily Wizard... Um, mostly <laughs> <Vosily> wizard, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like small blots. It's oh, um, you said uh, Vasily. Vos- um, it's actually uh, no, we don't have time for this. Uh, <laughs> change your name to something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sure. It's, it, you guys look well armored and can. Where are your me. companions? Listen, there are people screaming outside and um, being ripped apart, and frankly, I don't want that to be me. And you look like a strapping young man, and I think you can protect me because I do not know how to use this. I'll like pick up the gun the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream gone gun. And the the phalanx opens to a, a sort of hollowed center, and he inclines with his arm. Please, accompany us. I don't even ask questions this time. Question, is it normal to see people with, like, animal bodies and people heads? Because I've seen the opposite. But I've also saw... I just saw that outside. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, we we do not have time. Okay, that's... We talk about it on the way there. This is what Neferet's shadow relays to her, or them, when it returns. And this is where we end this episode. 
Oh, you survived? How surprising. You must be a Mistwalker after all. Join our ranks at MistTalesDnd on Twitter or visit TalesFromTheMist.com. Till next week, sleep well, Mistwalkers.